hang up and try again. What's going on, what family? We aim high, we aim to rise. And every vision that's real is analyzed. To every fight in my bones has been applied. Every thought I'ma lose will be denied. Uh, dedicated to the cause. I'm back, I'm reborn. That's facts. Now take back what's yours. Rose from the floods. With one breath, the exhale was left. I'm back to show love. Uh, what you recommend is what you represent. Gotta fight with a cause for the innocence. That's the mission, man. Is what we visioning. Everything stops on the drop. Cause we listen when. 143, 143 speaks. 143, 143 speaks. 143, 143 speaks. From the streets to the most elite. Yeah. Now, who's got the guts to last? I'm in line next. Who's got the guts to pass? I'm in direct. Who can convince the class? Ain't no time left. Welcome to the journey of the mindset. What's going on, world family? It's your boy, Donald Jones, and welcome to another episode, A Journey of the Mindset. This is actually season five. You're on the first episode of season five. Let me tell y'all what season five is about before I talk to y'all about how he actually got on this podcast <laughs> um, episode right here. Season five, we're going to talk strictly about fear. Everybody that we bring on here, we're going to interview and we're going to talk about fear. Fear as in things that stop you from doing the things that you love. I just want to say that one more time. Fear that stops you. Things that you fear that stop you from doing the things that you love. I just recently had a great experience and I want to share that with you guys. I'm totally excited about that. I'm excited about everything that's going to happen this season and season five. I know season four was short. Gave you guys about two um, episodes on that one. But this season right here, we're going to be doing some work. So stay tuned. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that like, hit that subscribe, share the content, hit that bell so that way you can get the notifications when these podcasts come out. Also, if you're listening to this on any of the podcast flat, blah, 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 blah. you see, I'm all, it's been so long since I've been doing this and I'm not even going to edit that, right? If you're listening to this on any of the podcast stations, what I want you to do is I want you to just press that notification button so that way you guys can get notified anytime that I drop a podcast or any content that I put out there. Because this season is going to be a little bit different, right? We're going to be doing things different and not in a traditional way that we normally do it here at Journey of the Mindset. So with all of that said, we got the business out of the way. Let me explain to you who this guy is. This guy right here is one of my close friends, my best friend. His name is LVO Amante. You've probably seen him in the earlier episodes in season one when I had the guys up there during the pandemic and we were talking a little bit about COVID. But this is one of the gentlemen that I know that's very, very smart, very, very intelligent. He opened up a house to us today so that way we can record in his backyard. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you Mr. LVO Amate, the internet god, the TI god. He'll shut down your whole electricity system if he gets mad at you. 
everybody. Give it up for Mr. Elvio Amante. How you doing? How you calm doing? Down, calm down. Everybody calm down, settle down, settle down. Mr. Elvio, first and foremost, I'm not even going to sit up here and act like I don't know you. are very comfortable around. You knew you for a lot of years. Um, I wanted to bring you on today because I want you to give some information to my followers, people that listen to me, people that follow me, people that think I'm crazy. And I want you to talk to them a little bit about fear because I recently, I recently just started. Well, I don't want to say started. I recently just had an experience, right, of a lifetime, something that I allowed uh, fear to hold me back from and I wasn't able to to feel these experiences that I was able to feel um, a few months ago So I want to talk to you guys today about that. What's holding you back? What are you scared of like why is it that you're not living your dream? What do you fear that can happen because a lot of the things that can happen is actually what to take you up to the next level So mr. Elvio, I just want to start this off real fast, right? What do you fear? What is something that you can think about in the past or maybe even something that you've gone to through as a grown man, as an adult or when you were going, growing up as a youth? What are some of the things that you feared that you feel stopped you from your greatness or, or even put a plug in where you are now, like your journey now and where you're going now? So what are some of those things that may have held you back that you feared? Um, it's funny because when I think about fear and um, the definition and um, even now how I'm um, I've been on my own journey and how that fear has evolved I went from kind of trying to stay away from things that would cause fear to uh, I kind of have a little bit of a system and a process because there is you know there's that healthy awareness if there's a brown bear or a black bear, oh, well, let me go say hi to the little, you know, yogi bears. Like, well, it's not going to, you know, end well for you. Um, but there are other times where it's like, well, I'm afraid to, to go out and shoot my shot and, you know, apply for a job and go on the interview. And, you know, it, it kind of stops you. And um, the biggest fear um, has been, well, making mistakes. And I've been lucky enough that when it comes to IT, that's that's where you learn when you make those mistakes. There's no, you know, uh, a shortcut. You have to basically f um, f uh, fail your way to, to, to competence and then, you know, ideally expert and then, you know, greatness. So I, I don't want to cut you up because you said something in there that I feel is very powerful and I don't want it to be looked over. You said something more so in the sense of fear being something that like holds you back right you not having that confidence in doing something or more so pursuing something in that sense so looking at it in that lens right you being somebody that you are now right you have all of these certifications in it and also i want to hear because you know you you had a lot of accomplishments accomplishments over the last few years you know you were able to to purchase a house um you know what think what do you think might have taken you so long did you have that confidence and believe in yourself when it comes down to we'll, we'll start from the career standpoint right you you being who you are now you having the certifications and the degrees that you have now in your field what was it that made you do the things that you do are more so in a sense right and i'm struggling with this question but more so in a sense of what what stopped you from getting to where you had to get to faster uh being afraid to ask for help Mm. That was the biggest thing. Um, when I was younger, I was like, oh, I got this. I just got to find out how much I got to save up, save up for a house. Oh, 20% word. All right, I can do that. Um, okay, I got to make sure my credit is on point. And then the, the, the universe has a way to humble you. And um, it went from being something that was possible, maybe even probable, to being impossible just because of how I moved myself. And it wasn't until I started asking for some help um, that... Um, 
and I think a lot of it was the fear of, of being judged and, and, you know, I knew I messed up, but, um, and I was afraid that people would, you know, tell, remind me how bad I would mess up. And I just got to a point where I wanted it bad enough. And I was like, all right, well, if I gotta, you know, eat some, some medicine, eat some crow, eat some shit, and that's what I'll do. Cause I, I, I want it. Um, even with the, 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 and that's been the reoccurring theme when it comes to the, my career, my personal life, um, even like me interacting with you, I, for the most part, didn't want to depend on people. Um, 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 cause in the moment that you couldn't, the moment that you needed them and they weren't there, it was a, a, a pain point. So, so more so you hesitated to ask for help. Would you say it was because one, you feared that nobody would care to help you? Or like, like, what was it that you? There, you know, uh, I think there's a, a thing in our culture where it's like, well, you want to be the, the the rebel without a cause, the the, the one man army, and um, to be uh, sensitive and say, oh man, like, I need help. Um, I don't know it, it, whether it was the cartoons or the people that you know we were taught to admire. It was just one of those things where it's like, nah, if they could do it, why can't I? Uh, you go from thinking that you're, you know, hopefully somehow, some way, Superman to, oh wait, nah, that's a cartoon, that's not real, um, and yeah, that's that was a lot of it. Um, what I've learned is to pay attention to stories, to look at people who, you know, uh, have attained what I want to attain, and then see what they did, um, even like buying the house. It wasn't until, you know, I started talking to my brother-in-law, someone who I was comfortable with, and he put me on to, oh yeah, there's these programs, and um, um, what I thought to be true was, but there was another way. Um, and then after I learned that, it was like, okay, going forward, I'm not gonna pretend like I know the answers. I always say, be shameless about your ignorance. Just say you don't know. And one or two things are gonna happen. Someone makes fun of you, which, most people, they want to help you, um, but if you meet that one person and they make fun of you, well, that's, you know, uh, the universe showing you to get that person out of your life. But nine times out of ten, people want to be helpful. Everyone from like a, you know, real estate agent to the loan officer to, you know, the person in HR. Well, I, I, and that I understand, and I just want to challenge your thought on that because is it helpful or is it I'm going to do for you to gain? Because one of the things that I find and I know when I was going through my mental health that I found and made me fearful with asking for help or speaking to somebody was one, me feeling like nobody's going to understand what it is that I'm going through. Two, I'm going to be judged. So meaning that I'm going to go to somebody and I'm going to tell them, hey, my mental health is off or whatever it is that I'm feeling that day. I can't get out of bed, but they're going to judge me and they're going to make it, you know, they're going to feel like I'm weak or whatever the case may be. So some of those things are what I feared. But now when I'm listening to you speak, are some of those things when you're asking for help from certain people, meaning like when you when you drive it into like the real estate part and things of that nature, is it really I want to help you, or is it more so? Hey, listen, if I help you, I'm all, I'm gonna get a, a piece, a percentage of this, you know, of this purchase. So, I guess that's where the line kind of like like gets thin between people asking for help, um, because listen, all right, I don't want to go to nobody for help if I feel like the only way that they're going to help me is if they're going to be rewarded more so, right? I'm a type of person where I do things and I'm not trying to throw my bias on people or whatever other people do, but I'm the type of person that I do things from the heart. I don't look for things back. 
I don't need the monetary donations and things of that nature or the gratification. I mean, it, it, it's good, right? But at the same time, in order for me to feel like I can trust somebody, I need to know that they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart, not for something in return more so. Um, it's tough because I remember I would look at the world that way and what what helps me well sort of like you're either doing things out of the goodness of your heart or you're not you're it's a zero-sum game you're trying to get something out of it and um what helps me kind of like simplify because you kind of start to um calculate the infinite you're just gonna you know lose all uh, attention and focus on things that you know um, I don't even think in good or bad or help or hurt. It's just more of, um, well, what is it that you want to do? So as long as I know what I want, what I want to get out of the situation, um, you know, if I can set up a situation where everyone wins, great. Um, but I know at the end of the day, no one's going to advocate better for, uh, for me. So even when I'm in a situation where I don't know, um, there's a lot of ambiguity, uh, I know I have to do research. So we can use the example of buying a house. Um, yeah, understanding what are the incentives. Oh, when someone's giving you something for free, it's not really for free. And you have to do a little bit of homework. Um, so when it comes to like, whether it's the loan officer or the HR representative, I don't necessarily get, I don't necessarily care about that stuff anymore. Um, I just focus on what is it I want and how can I um, um, get those resources around me uh, to get me what I want. Um, even like when it comes to jobs, uh, when I wanted to apply for a certain kind of um, opportunity, I would go and I would shoot my shot and I would fail. And then what I would do is I would ask the person, hey, you know, what could I have done better? And nine times out of 10, everybody's busy. They're not looking for extra work. But that one time someone gives you some advice um, or you know what, like you hit up someone up for like, if you want to work out of Google or a Facebook or a Netflix, go on LinkedIn, find the job that, you know, um, these people that you want and then find somebody who already has that job and then invite them for some coffee and you know again most people are going to ignore you but if someone can see you know if you're a woman of color a person of color um, or someone who like hey we went to the same high school or, hey we're in the same area um, and find that common ground you'll you'll find those people who yeah they just want to help you out but but that's the thing right all right so me and, and this is this is my it's not a theory this is based off of conversations that I had, right? So you want to apply for a position that you're not sure you can do or you're not confident so you can do or you, you, you know, those are things that I feel like stops people from their greatness because you're fearing something that you haven't even experienced. And one thing that I heard you just say more so is that, okay, if you're going into something and you don't know, find somebody, invite them out to coffee so that we can spend that. Because that's you creating your experience yeah. before you, you physically go into whatever it is that you're going to. So my question is to you, right? What is the hardest part? And I know we kind of touched on it. What is the hardest part about reaching out to someone? Um, and, I, and I ask that because we're in an era where people commit suicide. Um, I would never forget, I think it was right after the pandemic, there was a lady, um, I believe she was in Harlem, a very prestigious woman, um, very um, uh, influent in the, um, in the community, and she committed suicide, and I remember the letter that she had read behind, this is all in the newspaper, that she left behind, 
and the comments that were made where people didn't know that she was going through what she was going through. You know, this is a lady that woke up every morning that, you know, she, I, I believe she had her own business. I don't remember the article as much, um, but people really couldn't believe that she took her own life because she carried herself a certain type of way. And it was a line inside of the letter where she said, I can be in a room full of people and still yeah. feel alone. Yeah. So what is that? What, what, what is that like? Like what, what is the hard part, right? To, for, for, for the viewers that's listening, please leave a comment. What is the hard part about reaching out to somebody? Is it the trust? Do you got to trust somebody? Um, you know, do, do you feel like you're not going to get the right information? For you, not knowing, coming from where you come from, your background, not knowing nothing about, about buying a house, not knowing nothing about the degrees and things that you had to, you, and I'm pretty sure there's multiple, multiple times you've went on Indeed, which if you don't know what Indeed is, people go on Indeed, it's a portal where jobs post um, different jobs with that they're looking for people to fill, um, fill and you go on there and you look for a job. Have you ever looked on Indeed or looked at a job description and you have all your certifications and things of that nature and you're like, hey, you know what? I don't know if I could do that. And then I also want to bring it back because I realized that I, I threw double, a double Dutch in there. I also want to go back to, to the point of what is so hard about reaching out. Oh, man. It's funny because you told me to keep the answers short, so I'm trying to really... I know, right? I'm <laughs> the one that... Keep putting... I'm the one that... You know why? Because, seven questions. No, you know why? Because and, and the only reason why I keep doing that is because... Like I, I, yeah, I, I, um, I just experienced getting on a plane for the first time. I'm 38 years old. I got on a plane for the first time in July and my experience on the plane for the first time at the age of 38 was something that I never in my life thought that I would feel like experience. I was scared. I was scared to get on a plane. I was scared to travel. And what I realized that a plane did for me it opened up the world to me. It allowed me to be able to see things that I never saw before, the beauties of the world and things of that nature. And I remember coming back on a plane and I'm saying to myself, I enjoy this. I love being up in the air. I love the plane ride, but I waited 38 years to experience the experiences that I'm doing. And I know that I'm not the only person that ever felt that before or, or let fear stop them from doing things or experiencing things. So I guess that's the kind of the reason why I'm like really drilling it at you because I really want my, um, my audience to really understand that if you're in a predicament right now where you just don't know what to do or you don't know where to go because you're scared or you're looking for excuses to not do things to help you towards your dreams, I'm letting you know, and this is the reason why I brought this man on, that once you get past that mark of the fear, then you're going to be able to open up your world and your life to different experiences. But you have to get going. My shirt says move past go. You have to move past, move past go. Once you start, you got to keep on pushing that wall back and back and back and back. And on the side of you, as you pushing that wall back, you're going to start having these different type of experiences. But that thing that holds a lot of us back from having these experiences and doing the things that we love and living our dream is fear. Us thinking that we can't do it. And a lot of us, we think we can't do it because we've never been around it before. We've never experienced it before. We never asked for help before. So that's the reason why I kind of like keep drilling at you about it because I know what you've been through. I know your personal story. I know the things that you've been through as far as to get this house. I know the things that you've been through as far as raising your daughters and all that other stuff. So I think that is very important for us to like, you know, really look at it from that standpoint. One, the mental health aspect of it and, and, and where we're going. Like what, what, like how do you get past that stage of the fear and, and, and allowing things to stop you? Because, all right, cool. 
I'll, I'll move past go, I'll jump, I'll start doing the things that I gotta do. But what happens when I hit that first obstacle, that first thing, or I've realized like, you know what, hey, I wanna live my dream, but that road to get to my dream, I didn't think that I was gonna have to go through all of this. You know what I'm saying? So I know I threw a lot at you. You got the mic, I'm shutting up. <laughs> um, mentality creates reality and it's gonna be a marathon. So if you were to live a hundred years, that would be only 30, uh, 36,500 days. Um, people underestimate how much they can get done in a year, over decades, but it's day by day. Um, sometimes we, we focus on things that are, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when you put things into terms of life and death, it's nonsense, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change what you need to do, what, what needs to happen. All that being said, um, mentality creates reality. So you have to protect that. When you have negative people around you, negative circumstances, you have a choice to make. You can join in the pity party or you can be that, that spark of light in the darkness and try and turn it all around. And you're not going to be the spark of light every single day. But as long as you're winning, you know, 50-50, hey, that's better than 100% of the time being in the dark. Um, focusing on what you want, you know, it's a really hard question to answer, uh, to answer at the beginning of your life. So you go with the opposite. Well, you know what you don't want? You don't want to, you know, work at X, Y, and Z or do A, B, C. And you start to, you know, keep that in the back of your mind and you start writing things down. Um, started introduce design in your day where uh, what do you spend the most time on do you spend a lot of your time gossiping or talking about people or you know mm, the negative on nonsense or yeah. figuring out what's happening with these multi-millionaire celebrities and their problems because um, if you look at your time as well what I do the most is what I care about the most maybe you learn something more about yourself um, one lesson I took was I've been um, trying to survive for so long that work was, you know, when you look at how much time I would dedicate to it, was the most important thing in my life. But it wasn't. I knew that in my heart. My family was. I worked to provide for my family. I don't, you know, work because my family is work. No. Um, and giving yourself some time to, you know, reflect when you're, you know, it's funny because when you said that, uh, that the person who committed suicide wrote in a letter, she felt like she was in a room, but she was alone. I've experienced that many times, and I think it's a universal thing. And just reminding yourself that, you know, every day people are passing away. The story ends for all of us the same way. We all need something to eat. We all want somewhere to live. Um, there are people who would die to be in the situation that we're in, but we find a way to make ourselves miserable, to say, well, I don't have this, I don't have that. Even me, um, I have a house. Now I'm like, oh, I wish I had a bigger house. Yeah, bigger. But <laughs> yeah, the, the natural human reaction with us wanting more, but some will say that that natural human reaction is what helped us evolve yeah. as the human race because us wanting more, imagine if, which, which we do have people that are just, content with what they have the bare minimum the little you know and, and that's cool that's just the way some people um some people work and operate but yeah and even then it's, it's about finding balance where you want to progress you want to evolve 
but you don't want to put yourself in such a place where you know you're depressed because you're not the world's richest you know richest man or woman um and then at the end of the day it's like hold well, on hold on okay uh, um we were put on the face of the earth um to do something and even then at the end of the day it's a universal experience we all want to you know we have the need to eat to sleep to be loved um sometimes it's it's just you know being patient with yourself and really articulating and defining what it is that you want and it's going to change as time progresses but after you decide what it is that you want then come up with a plan you know how do you take there's like eighty-six thousand seconds in one day um you know don't waste too much of those those seconds on on things that don't serve you What would you say to a person that has gotten to a point in their life where they've made that leap, where they finally got past that fear to live their dreams or to get the things that they've always dreamt about and it wasn't what expected? They haven't reached their goal. They started the journey, but it wasn't what they thought it was. What, 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 kind, of, what kind of information do you have for somebody like that? Um... I know for me, I kind of go through this um, thought process where it kind of becomes a little bit morbid, but it's like, make it life or death, right? All right, hit your goal, great. Um, if you were to pass away tomorrow, what would you do today? On some level, you know, there, there are other things that you want to do. It might be, um, like for me, I hit a certain uh, level professionally where it's exactly where I want it to be. But now I'm thinking, well, I could go to the next level, but there's going to, you know, there's going to be a cost. So now I have to kind of like mitigate where, you know, for me, it's kind of like balancing my, um, my fulfillment goals with my family, where I can, you know, get to the pinnacle of, you know, what it is that I want to become. Um, but then it comes at a cost of, not being with my family and trying to find that balance where I'd like to do both. I'd like to give a certain amount of time to my job and give a certain amount of time to my family. Um, and then kind of, I know what I don't want. What I don't want um, is to squander the time. So I'm okay with um, developing and um, learning how to do new things. But I know that my daughters are only going to be uh, four, five, ten years old once, which is now. Uh, we're going to have a new son, and I'd like to enjoy... Whoa, 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 we're not going to skip over that. Hold <laughs> on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's rewind that back real fast. Say it again? I'm going to have a baby boy in like what? a week. And a baby boy in about a week, and he opened up his house, his house to us today, which is cool, because I'm the godfather of his child, and a new one that's coming. Go ahead, I'm sorry, I just had to throw that out there. But congratulations, <laughs> congratulations, everybody in the woods that's in the back of us, clap your hands, clap your hands. All right, here we go. That's good. That's good. It was really fun to make. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. I'm definitely pretty sure it is. Real easy for me. Uh, but, just... but you know what? Even thinking about it from that standpoint, right? And I want to give a shout out because you got a lot of women out there that can't have children for whatever reason that still go out and still find a way, you know, whether or not it's having somebody carry the child for them, whether or not it's adopting, they don't just give up, you know, and, and that's one thing that I, I love, I love, I love about some strong women is that they'll go through something like so, so traumatic that way and they'll say, you know what, 
no, I'm not going to let this stop me, you know, from being able to bring something into this world or have something in this world that I can nurture and love. And that's one thing I can honestly say that um, women, man, if y'all don't get bigged up, I just want to big y'all up. And, and the majority of um, my followers are women. Um, and I will say, man, definitely 100% big up to you guys, especially our single mothers out there, um, our mothers that struggled through a pregnancy. I know that when I was having my son, um, the mother of my child, uh, we went through it. You know, very, very, very scary um, nine months uh, within itself. But, you know, we got through it. My son's 15 years old now, um, big boy. Uh, can't wait for him to start driving so he can drive, <laughs> so he can oh, start man. driving <laughs> me around. LVO, let me, um, let me tell you, right? Will Smith had told a story about how he was and how he felt the night before, or more so like the week leading up to and then the night before he was about to jump out of a plane and do some bungee jumping. I don't know if you got a chance to see that on YouTube. And he spoke about how he couldn't sleep and he was nervous and everything else. And I wound up experiencing that on July 5th. So on July 6th, I wound up taking the plane to the Dominican Republic. My first time getting on the plane, first time even on vacation. And I will never forget that the night before, which was the 5th, July 5th going into the 6th, I couldn't sleep. I was tired. I wound up waking up that morning and I'm throwing up. And my fiance's like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, it's what we, you know, we ate late last night. I got home later, whatever the case may be. But I was nervous. And the part that bothered me the most was the part that I used to always dream about. The scary part. And that you walk in. I don't know what they call it. You know, I'm new at the traveling thing. But when you're walking down like that long hall that goes into the, um, yeah, the, gateway. the, yeah, the gateway that goes into the plane. We finally got to, <laughs> we finally got to that point. And my fiance is walking in front of me and she's like, oh, you know, why don't you record so that way you can, um, you know, you can record your first time on a plane. And I'm looking at her like, I don't want to record my first time about to die. Like, I don't I don't want to record that. So, yeah. Oh, man, you have no clue. And ladies and gentlemen, um, for the next episode, my fiance is going to be on that episode. I'm going to be putting some pictures and videos of my first time on a plane, my first time experiences when I'm going on vacation. So please stay tuned for the next um, episode, which will be episode two, uh, which will come out next week. But. Um, I remember walking down that, 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 um, gateway and it's like, I felt like I was walking down that gateway for like a half hour. Yeah. Cause I'm like, yo, why is it taking so long? Yeah. And then, it's, get on this yeah. And then, and, and then, it's, and, then and, and, and mind you, something? I will say this, my, my fiance surprised me. My first time flying on a plane, we flew first class. Nice. So, oh, wow. so it's funny because <laughs> I'm sitting there and they're calling people in and I'm like, they calling us first. Oh, I know what this is. I know what this is. <laughs> But then you get down and you sit down first class and everybody's coming in after you. And I'm like, I feel like everybody's looking at me like, yeah, why, 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 why you, who told you, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't, it was like kind of like, a couple, but anyway, so I'm walking down that gateway and she's telling me to record and I'm like, yo, I'm not, I don't feel like recording like my death. So it's like, well, you know, what's the sense of doing it? And I walk through, so we're first class and we're fairly close by the door. And let me tell you, after they sat us down, I would say about 20 minutes later, all you hear is, and you feel you hear that door close and like it sucks. And I'm sitting here like, what? Yo, like we're not gonna be able to get out of here. And my fiance puts her hand on me. She's like, it's gonna be alright. So I'm like, alright, cool. Once the plane took off, I I just loved it. The view within itself was just breathtaking. But like I said, you know, having the experiences that I experienced in the Dominican Republic, coming back, I'm sitting here saying to myself, it it was. 38 years it took me to do this. 
you know how many people out there actually follow me or follow me and see my growth over the past few years and and, and go through the same thing that i'm going through let me let me just say this real fast if you've never gotten on a plane before and you're scared experience getting on a plane try it the thing that i did not think about was the coming back part because i was all right right <laughs> i was all right when we flew there we landed i'm like all right this is cool i'm over here experiencing it. and then it hit me right in the middle of our vacation like oh shit like excuse my language i gotta get back on the plane the only one way to get to back get home. back home <laughs> so then i got a little nervous but you know once i got to the airport and you'll see all of this once i got to the airport then it kind of like went down or whatever but if you've never been on a plane before you never traveled before do it get on it find a way get some pills from the doctor i don't know what you do to, to calm yourself down but do whatever it is you got to do because this world is so big i'm a boy from the south bronx i live in yonkers now but new york was my life it's big the furthest i've ever been was to florida and i took a, a train down there it was 24 hour train ride i said i'll never do it again but now that I've got this experience and my world is now open, I'm ready to travel. I'm ready to see different things. I want to go to Iceland, France. I want to go to so many different places. So if you haven't experienced it, experience it. Don't let fear hold you back because fear will hold you back from your dreams. I'm very passionate about what I'm saying to you because I'm telling you right now, if I did not break through my habit of stopping myself from doing things, I would have never, ever experienced the beautiful things that I experienced in July this year. Not only, not only did that happen, but it opened up my world to building my confidence because the experiences that I had out there, I brought that back and I learned a lot of things in the Dominican Republic, a lot of things. And coming back, I was like kind of like a different dude, you know, like a different man. One, I don't feel like I'm so confined anymore. I feel like I live my life on structured time. Now I'm just like, hey, you know what? I'm going to still do that. But if mistakes happen or things happen, or if I fall, I just fall. I quit my job. I don't know. I don't know if they know, but I quit my job last September and I had to go back to work a year later, which we're going to talk about that later on down the season. But I wouldn't have been able to said that I've experienced what I've experienced or done the things that I've done if I never jumped. And I'm not saying and I'm not telling everybody to just jump. But what I'm saying is this is that somewhere along the line, you got to stop talking. Like somewhere along the line, you got to stop saying I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, or planning or running your mouth and telling everybody, hey, I'm going to do, because after a while, people stop, t people stop, they, they, they stop listening to, 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 to people that don't make progress. It's so easy to blurt things out your mouth and say the things that you're going to do, but the actions behind it is what speaks volumes. So anything that you're going through, anything that you're fearing, anything that's holding you back from you living your dream and doing the things that you want to do with your life, I'm telling you right now, shut it down, push it away. Go through that fear. And if you fail, if you fall, tell them what they could do, LVO. Tell them what they could do if they fail. Move past go. Move past go. <laughs> Gotta start somewhere. LVO, last question, right? And then I'm gonna leave you with my viewers by yourself and I'm telling you right now, you better treat them well. <laughs> you better treat them well, you better give them some strong information. <laughs> last question I wanna ask you is this. Well, before I leave you with my, um, my viewers is this. Your father, your homeowner, your entrepreneur, you're a businessman. You navigate through different avenues of your life. How is it that you're able to manage so many things that you're doing at one time? And I don't want to say 
that and not fail, but more so keep it sustainable so that way you can continue moving on and, and focus on other dreams. Self-reflection, giving yourself some time to just check in. Everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. I've heard so many people say that from like Oprah to Warren Buffett to, you know, people who are um, financially successful. But there's also this, um, this proverb, um, I think it was a story, but uh, there's this uh, uh, Mexican gentleman who uh, uh, lives by the beach and he goes on his boat and he fishes and he comes back and he has enough fish and he goes, feeds his family fish and they have a beautiful time living by the beach. Then one day there's this American who sees this Mexican fisherman and sees all this going and uh, the American goes to the Mexican, hey, uh, why don't you just get enough fish, you know, for you and your family? Why don't you get more? The way you should do it is you get a lot more fish so that way you can take that money and then you can buy a bigger boat and then from getting that bigger boat you can have more fish and then have other boats and, um, you know, you can build a business. And then the Mexican gentleman says, okay, and then what? And he says, well, you grow the business so that you get to the point where uh, the business runs itself. And then at one point you sell the business and you get to, you know, be by the beach next to your family doing nothing all day, just having fun with them. And it's funny because you have all these forces telling you what success is. And ultimately, um, you get to decide what that is now whether or not it's what you want well that's up to you if you throw yourself a pity party and you want to be a volunteer victim and that's the story that you want for yourself through your actions maybe in your heart you don't want that but you acted in a way where that's exactly what you are um guess what you got what you wanted um but if you say no i don't want to be the victim i want to be the victor um then yeah, go for it. And no one can tell you what success is. It, it's what you want it to be. I think that's what you know matters. If you want to be an amazing father, um, an amazing wife, husband, um, you know, what does that look like? You know, write that that page down. Um, there are people who you know make millions of dollars a year lawyers, doctors who are by every, you know, definition societally successful, but they're miserable, they're committing suicide. And, you know, that's not the answer completely, right? It's all about balance. You have these kids who are trust fund babies and, you know, I don't know all the details, but there's a reoccurring pattern of they, they go down a dark path. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know if it's, uh, a combination of well, mom and dad were all about the grind and being really successful and they didn't invest in their kids. But I know for me, the type of father that I aspire to be um, are to have moments where me and my daughter, we play video games together. As soon as I finish working, that's my second job. I go spend time with my daughter, play video games. I come up with activities months in advance. I come up with a system where I say, okay, this year is precious. How am I going to deepen that relationship with my daughter? Because to me, that's what matters. Yeah, I could get a bigger house. Yeah, I could get a gajillion dollars. Um, but I really keep myself honest and humble. And I look at what, what matters most to me in my life. I want to be able to survive and provide for my family, but I also want to enjoy my family.
And um, ultimately, that's what I want. That's it. So whatever it is that you want to do, make it happen. And it's okay. You'll be wrong. Um, that's part of the process. At, at some point, um, when you keep working the problem, you start to find yourself in a nice rhythm and then things start to make sense. And then, yeah, you know, sometimes you're going a little bit too left and you'll self-correct and go right. That's all part of the process. But ultimately, you know, what's the type of life that you want and recognize that you're the author. If you want to be the victim, write that story. If you want to be the victor, write that story. But ultimately, it's... Own it. Yeah. What you want. Own it. Mr. LV Almonte, I want to thank you for coming on to Journey of the Mindset. I appreciate you for giving my viewers some great knowledge. Um, definitely, we'll have you back. This is going to be a very, very long season. I'm planning on doing a little bit of traveling so that way I can interview people. If you're interested and you got a good story, a dope story that you want to share on my platform, please reach out. You can email me at 143speaks at gmail.com. Once again, that's 143speaks at gmail.com. Some of the episodes that we got coming up next, like I said, I'm going to have my fiance on the next um, episode, which I'm going to be putting up videos. So if you're listening to this on any of the podcast platforms, you might want to tune in on YouTube next week, which you can find me at 143 Speaks on YouTube and you can find all of the podcasts that we've done. Don't forget to show that love, subscribe, share, and turn on that alert so that way you know when I'm dropping a podcast on any content. This is going to be a different season i'm trying to do things different with the way i'm doing the podcast i need you guys support i need you guys love and i need you guys comment once again if you guys are ready and you want to come on to journey of the mindset i know this is a building podcast and you want to come and share your story please email me at 143speaks at gmail.com. So, Mr. Amante, once again, I thank you for coming on. I will see you later. I appreciate you. Keep it funky like a monkey. Until next time, world family, keep your dreams alive. And no matter what, if you fall, look back in the direction that you should be going in. Les Brown said that, and I'm a firm believer. Peace. Move past go. Wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> not, oh, oh, no, no, no. No, we don't do that here. Right? Oh, we don't do that here. I apologize. One, four, three. One, four, three. Is, is there an outro? There's no. no, like... No, oh, the outro will be yeah. on the